they pay creators half of Spotify's entire net worth. They could just buy Spotify and tell them to shut up, or they can invest half of that. Let's just call it seven and a half billion and blow up the YouTube, you know, platform commercials. Oh, where are they going to run ads for all the podcasts? Well, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Well, you know what I'm saying? As old like, children mother would say, wow. What is up, entrepreneurs and creators? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast. We're going to be going into a two-part series of this YouTube podcast conversation with my buddy and brother, Doc Rock, who is a content creator extraordinaire, and we'll get into all the details a little bit later in this episode. We're going to be breaking this down into two parts. Part one, we're really going to dive into our conversation, which honestly just kind of was birthed out of this whole topic of YouTube podcasts and really talking about mindset for the content creator just even going into this whole thing, some of the brand deals and things to come. And then we will dive into a part two where we really start to dive into some data and specifics when it comes to YouTube podcasts. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, let's get into this week's episode. This week, I have my friend, my brother, Doc Rock here to join us as we talk about whether or not YouTube and podcast is going to be a match made in heaven or just a car crash waiting to happen because you don't have any brakes, you haven't changed the oil, and the car's been sitting for the last two years, and you're about to go out of town and drive it. So will that be the case for YouTube and podcasts? We're going to be talking about it. If you don't already know, Doc Rock is an incredible leader, teacher, and one of the community managers in Ecamm Live. You will find him everywhere when you look up Ecamm, an incredible content creator and coach. But I'll let him share a little bit more of his story. So I bring on my brother, Doc, to the Rizok. What is on, on, brother? Good to see you. Glad you're here. What's happening? What it do? As we say in these streets, what it do, be stupid? Exactly. <laughs> what does it does? All right, <laughs> Doc, to the Rizok. Let the people know a little bit more about you. I've given you a little bit of cushion, but I really want people to uh, recognize. I think people hear you. And they see you, but I don't really think people understand like the who you are and how you got started just in media and production and then that transition and content creation. So before we dive into this, I would love to hear uh, your story and let the people know a little bit of your story as well. That is an absolutely good question. A lot of people know about my tech stuff, but not a lot of people ask about how I got started in media. How I got started in media is actually pretty funny because I, like many other little children's, was told by, you know, parents, adults around me, elders or whatever is that, you know, oh, you're shy. I didn't know that that was a thing. So, uh, you know, you just adopt what you're told, right? Everyone says you're shy. Mm -hmm. I. I got to this thing where I decided I would always attack the things I didn't like about myself. Like I don't run from them. I would just straight up attack them. I was scared of heights, decided to jump out of planes in the military, no longer afraid of heights. Right. Mm. So I decided I wanted to find a way to quote unquote, not be shy. So I went to the radio station and say, Hey, can I be an intern? And they were like, yeah. So first thing you do is, you know, get coffee for everybody. And next thing you know, you're pressing buttons. And next thing you know, you're running a radio show for about 20 years. So I just did it as a way to attack the quote unquote shyness that other people labeled me as. And mm -hmm. that got me in the media. And I've done radio, TV, live streaming, you know, tons of appearance, spoke, you know, in front of large audiences, um, performed in concerts, well over 10,000 people, all of the above. Nice. See, I don't think a lot of people understand, like they just see you now or they've seen you the last few years and they figure where did this guy come out of nowhere 
and he knows all this stuff about tech and media and all this whatever but even then like that's just the media side that has nothing to do with your other technical competencies when it comes to like mac computers and why like you're such a genius literally because you were an apple genius for <laughs> who knows how many years uh you know you and in june had the with the family obviously the uh, camera store that you all ran so like the rivers and the waters run deep on all fronts and i think it's very so few people funny that got you yeah. say that oh my god here's why it's funny you say that june kang literally translated in the in the characters literally means deep river mm, did not know that <laughs> You didn't know Come on, Naruto. Brother, right? I didn't learn, I didn't you learn didn't, some stuff watching anime. You his, know? <laughs> his name literally means Deep River, like straight up. So, um, yeah, you know, and again, it's funny because I, I think a lot of people mis un, misestimate when I explain things about cameras or whatever. I'm not speaking because I read it or heard, you know, uh, Peter Macaroni or <laughs> Peter you know, McCormick. Pony Boy. McCormick. <laughs> there we go. I didn't I didn't just hear them say it and not repeat it like, you know, many other folks. I sold Sony cameras for almost 30 years, like when they came in three separate pieces. <laughs> I've been around mm-hmm. Sony equipment for decades. So, yeah, it is. It is definitely one of those things. And but I try to use all of that knowledge and stuff that I have that otherwise would sit useless and use it as a way to just get more people into creating because you and I both know creativity is a massive outlet and it's funny how many people think they don't have it. Right. And so the best thing I've heard all month came out of your face where you say creating excuses is creating. (laughs) So I'm like, bro, you're creating like massive on the fly. A lot of these people out here with the excuses and whatnot. So, Hey, there you go. You are creative. You're just using it for the wrong reason. (laughs) hundred percent. I mean, it's like either way, it's like probably the same vein of thought, the same creative flexibilities of making your mind find a solution. You just so happen to take the route that took you to an excuse because either way, you're looking for the end result that resolves like the safe, like, you know, playing baseball or whatever. You hit the home place like safe. You're waiting for the umpire to say that. OK, where well, you're psychologically looking for those answers of whatever's going to make you feel safe. The problem with new territories like live streaming and video and the like. And you talked about comfort zones is the fact that most people opt not to take that route because it's going to end up with instead of the umpire saying safe, it's going to say you're still uncomfortable. Probably more in fact, you're more uncomfortable, but you've grown, but you're not paying attention to that. Right, right. We've seen the movie where, you know, the people are in, say, some form of a shelter. I'll use a cave as an example. Mm-hmm. So they're in the cave and the thing that's going to, like, get them is outside. Let's call it a Demogorgon. And the food is also outside. They can play it safe. They're not going to last but a couple of few days. Eventually, they got to go outside. Somebody got to distract the Demogorgon while the other person run over there and get it and then snatch it off the tree and then bring it back so that y'all can eat. Right. So safe in general is a myth. Like there kind of sort of is no such thing. It's funny. We had this conversation yesterday because I was thinking about, you know, possibly getting a uh, motorized two wheeled vehicle Mm. and the other person was like, you wouldn't catch me in one of those because it's not safe. And I'm like, what makes you think it's not safe? 
And she goes, oh, well, because, you know, you're not covered, you know, in the, in the case, right? You're in kind of a little box when you're in your whip, right? You got it all covered. And I go, it's funny, like people think that, but statistically, uh, motorcycles are actually safer because you are, as a rider, way more cognizant of what you're doing, knowing that you don't have the protection. What mm. people do in the car, be mad comfortable. They got the coffee right here, steering wheel with this finger, phone over here with this finger. And because they know that if they hit something, you're just going to dent the car. They might right. not know it to the point like I know you and I are both wearing the same shirt. How the heck did that happen? How did that work out? <laughs> I, I just realized that when I looked at the screen just now, um, you know, you're not noticing it like that, but subconsciously, you know, you're kind of sort of good. So mm. I'm going to work. I needed to finish this, you know, double half calf macchiato. I needed to get this text out and the traffic ain't really moving. So next thing you know, you hit the back of a bus. Right. On the, mm. on the motorcycle, you can't do that. You have to be fully aware of your whole surroundings. So you're actually more vigilant. It just seems less safe because when there is an accident, there is no cage. And so the accidents tend to be worse, but they're actually less by magnitudes. That is unfathomable. If you looked at the NTSB, you'll find out motorcycles are like here, vehicle accidents. They had three more on this island while we were doing this podcast. And we only have a million people. Here. I can tell you that right now. If I had a police scanner, you'd hear it. You know, is what it is. Listen, I, I think the the fallacy of safe is what is going to hold a lot of content creators or I won't even say content creators because they're not necessarily creating yet. But for those that are and then for those that are not in the process of but just contemplating it is going to stop them. I love the fact that YouTube podcast is now becoming a thing is potentially going to question it. Like people are gonna be like, is this safe? For my channel, is this safe for me to do blase, blase, and on and on? But I mean, uh, I don't like when it comes to YouTube and podcasts. We're definitely gonna, we got a lot to cover. But when it comes to YouTube and podcasts, and people talk about safe podcasts, correct me if I'm wrong, are older than YouTube, and that's the that's such a long game to like. Oh, you yeah. can't play around with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I personally have been podcasting since 2004 and YouTube started late 2006. So yeah, podcast been around longer. Yeah. So a lot of people are going to be questioning, are podcasts going to be safe for me? Are podcasts worth me adding to my channel? Or even like, if you aren't already doing one, should I open up that vein of content to, you know, what I'm already doing? Cause I, I hear a lot of people talk about consistency issues just for the YouTube videos, once a week is killing folks. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like I, once a week is whooping tail every week on YouTube. However, because we did the how to stay consistent in 2022 YouTube video recently uh, on my channel, we did that video. And one of the B-roll segments that we added in was specifically channels that have literally done whole videos around why I've ghosted you, why I haven't shown up, why I oh, haven't been posting. That. Like, Please stop that. Just come back. You don't got to say I'm back. We know you're back. We see you. You do not have to tell anybody your story. You don't have to get in the backstory. If there is an educational lesson in there, maybe. And I'm saying maybe with a fine tooth comb. Maybe. But reality-wise, just come back 
and do your stuff. And if they ask, you can answer them in the comments. But don't come out, hey, guys, I'm back. Sorry, I've been gone for a while. You know, I had to take care of my dog and like this, that, and the next <laughs> thing. Or, you know, uh, my ex left me or whatever. Like, mm. no, nah, man, just don't. Don't do that because you're actually setting a horrible tone for the other people that are trying to get consistent. You're you're giving them excuses. And I, one of my biggest things for all of my creator coaches out there that you guys are getting on my nerves and I'm about to tell you to your face. <laughs> Please stop giving the excuse people the excuses. You're giving them the ammunition yeah. ahead of time. Don't do Here's that. Here's what it's you call this. Helpful. Here's what you yeah. call that. You know, versus no. a, a more applicable way and a more healthier way to be a seasoned or become rather a seasoned creator. Because again, either you're going to create content or you're going to create excuses. Both are a form <laughs> of creativity <laughs> and both are a choice. Because I, when you look at it, you chose to create a piece of content. However, in the midst of you creating this, why I've been absent, why I haven't been posting, why I have ghosted you video, that video, which is what I talked about in, in the specific dedicated video on the channel, I'll link it in the show notes. Instead of wasting that opportunity to show back up and recommit, it's better to just simply recommit and show up with the actual piece of why people said yes to you versus showing up with the excuse. You either are going to create content or you're going to create excuses. Either way, still going to create something. That is facts. It just depends on what you're trying to do. And like you said, not everything needs to be labeled a name. Uh, in, in 1990, a famous, uh, you know, poetic scholar by the name of James Todd Smith said, uh, don't call it a comeback. I'm just going to wait. Waiting for mama said knock you out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna wait because I do it's a hip hop rap. I'm gonna let it settle. Okay, you let it settle. <laughs> you, know, you know what it is, you know? I'm just saying. Hey, if if Earl Simmons, DMX, can crank out like five albums in a single year, you can do the you can do the consistency thing. And it's okay. Like you're allowed to fall off the horse and then get right back up. Mm. So it's okay. Right? Everyone falls down. Everyone falls down. It happens sooner or later. Uh, you know, your man Brady throws an interception and whatever. It happens. You know, he he, he blew uh, games and then he won games. Yeah. So yeah. it just happens. He's playing, though. Now he's officially retired. Who knows what he's finna do? Um, I know what he did. This dude was playing golf and then he, Charles Barkley was in his ear talking smack to him and he nailed a shot from like 100 out and, and hold it while talking smack to to Barkley and I was like only Brady could do that while they were interviewing him he nails a shot that you just don't nail <laughs> I was like come on dude brother got skill brother I'm got like, some, some skill <laughs> brother got some skill but before we yeah, dive this, into this, the podcast thing well yeah YouTube podcast I was going to say yeah. like like you have your own podcast creator 50 Yes. I want you to talk a little bit about that and then we'll get into this week's gear first. Then we 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 got some stuff to cover when it comes to YouTube pod, YouTube and podcasts rather and YouTube podcasts, which are a little bit of two different things. But I want to talk about your your specific show just to give a little a little life, a little praise to it. I wanted to do something to let people of a certain vintage, aka Gen X plus, understand that 
no demographic owns the tech space. One of the biggest things I hear from my friends when we're talking. I, now, look, I got two videos on TikTok, so I'm going to sit here and lie if I say I'm a TikToker. Not right. Should I be? Absolutely. Am I screwing up by not being there? Probably. But I'm just going to tell you the truth. Right. I'm not a TikToker yet. However, when they say, oh, you think I should start TikTok? Yeah, man, but ain't it only like little kids on there? No. Turns out, if you look at the stats, the biggest growing sector on TikTok is 35 plus right now. You know what I'm saying? We say no too fast to too many things. Mm. We just say no. We say no out of comfort. We say no out of laziness. A lot of times we say no out of ignorance. And I don't mean ignorance in the, you know, the bad sense. I mean, I just don't know right now. No one's giving me the facts. Mm. Check it out. We live in the world of information. The facts are there. You just have to go and get them. Right. Um, the, site that should have become the number one site in the internet didn't and it was lmtgfy or let me google that for you right because it when that was out it was teaching a whole bunch of people when you ask me something that you could have just typed into google i could send you a little joke that would show the mouse moving and typing in what i typed and show you the google results because that was it you know what mm -hmm. i mean so I decided to do this podcast as a way of telling my Gen X plus people, we have not only the stories to tell, we have the experience, we have the knowledge, we have a lot of the things that the quote unquote younger millennial creators don't have. Mm -hmm. We actually have this. So there's millennial creators right now blowing up, telling you how to prepare for your retirement, how to invest your money, how to do this and that. I'm like, Yo, you've been working for three weeks. What kind of money you invested? You mm. know what I'm saying? And nothing against them. Hey, their gusto is on point. I don't mean to squelch their gusto at all. But my homie down the way is a legitimate wealth advisor for 42 years, right? He knows things they don't know because he's been in the game. He's seen all the portfolios. He's seen the people that came late, started investing at 33, and they're fully vested by 38. Like, he got them fully vested in five years by the right kind of place. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, look, I got this NFT thing is popping, but let's say your goal is to put 20% of your nut away into something or mechanics that you can use to invest. How about let's just put like 16% in the NFT. Let's keep another four and put it somewhere like nice, nice. Right. And the young ones ain't going to know that because they don't know how that breaks. Right. If I ask half of them, like what's a simple IRA versus Roth IRA, they'd be like, what retirement? I'm only 23. So right. I'm like, we, we have experiences, you know, there's things that we've been through and we also have the ability to look forward and look backwards and, if you go through history, the most, I don't know where we screwed this up in the United States somewhere in the last 200 years, but prior to 200 years ago, anywhere you go in history, look it up in any books, the people that were in, say, charge, if you will, or the vaulted people were mm. the king, the clergy, and the orator. The storyteller was one of the most powerful folk in the village in every culture. Yeah. Every culture. We got to get back to that. The storytelling is it. You lift 
people's spirits by your story. So that's why I started the podcast to get people of a certain vintage to stop thinking that this ain't for them because it is for them. And we actually need y'all right now. 100%. I tell all my I tell all my fellows, you know, around my age, bro, we got to start being uncles because kids today, they're not men's anymore. They don't behave like that. And I don't mean pure negative machismo. I mean, respect, show up when you're supposed to show up, do what you're supposed to do, treat people properly, fairly, nicely, open and closed doors. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Please. No, thanks. You know, manners, all of that stuff that we complain about. Right. Stop complaining. Do something. Go be an uncle. You know what I'm saying? When you see kids wilding out in the Starbucks, I pull the coattail. I say, hold up, young man. Come here. Let me explain you something. I know you think you're funny and cool right now. It's not a good look. Here's what you do. You know, this is better. And only once or twice have I ever gotten a blatant, you know, F-bomb, 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 get out of my face. Most of them duck their head and go, yes, sir, you're right. Sorry about that, uncle. Now, that's a Hawaii thing. Mm. You're allowed to be uncle to everybody because the whole Ohana, you know, watch Lilo on stage. But... I had I've had had them come back later and see me because I'd be at the same Starbucks all the time and be like, man, I took your advice and thank you. I really appreciate it. Sorry, I was acting that way. I've had kids come back and apologize, mm. you know, and we need to just be uncle. So that's why I did it. Yeah. And to that point, I had a comment this week on a video that obviously on YouTube and was an older gentleman making mention of something around that and I was like well it may surprise you that I just call it like the the gray market because nobody's present like you're well needed and surprisingly most of the channels that I follow they're not younger than me they're much older than me and I love the the content that Ray Edwards put out um, it was a vlog video that he did probably a couple years back now where he made mention you're not too old to be making content because there's one thing that you will always have that younger generations will never have. And that is experience. And those years mean something. And it is off of that premise, even if nothing else, then to shepherd and guide people based on the right and the wrongs or whatever. Like there's no at no time ever. And I remember having this conversation at a, a nonprofit in, in a church at no time because it, it pissed me off, like the whole millennial thing. Gen Xers thing like, okay, at no time ever in as far as I can see human circumstances and like communities and environments at no time ever in any human culture community where was the older generation separated from the younger generation. The younger generation is going to have the energy. They're going to be the foot soldiers, but at the wisdom of the elders, always, it was always, always an apprentice and the apprentice or if you will, apprenticeship program going on the mentor, the mentee, it was always that kind of a situation and relationship. So how that got tarnished, I have no idea. And honestly, there's just people out there that found ways to make money by convincing other people that somebody else was against them. And mm-hmm. it just mm-hmm. amplifies because it's easy to do that, you know. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of, it's it's kind of sad, but you know, people find out they find out real quick, you know. And you're right, wisdom, wisdom is it. So hopefully, we can shed some wisdom to people who want to listen. And if you don't, cool, like I'm okay with it. You don't have to listen to me, but 
the the people that are listening to me right now, they're doing pretty good with themselves. So I'm all right with it. <laughs> and with that note, we're going to move right along into this week's gear fix. This week's gear fix, since we're talking about podcasts, is talking about Buzzsprout. Now, you know, you may not know who Buzzsprout is. You may be thinking Buzzcast, but no. Buzzsprout is a podcast hosting website extraordinaire, and it's what we use to maintain the integrities, if you will, for the Video Simplified Podcast is what I've been using now for quite some time. I absolutely love it. And we actually migrated from using Anchor for quite some time over to using Buzzsprout. The analytics are better. The user interface is better. I've tried older, more seasoned programs, and it just looked dated. But you get your own podcast website. You can get your own URL or relink, just like we have videosimplifiedpodcast.com that you can go through and leverage. There's so many tools and functionalities with this, integrating this so you can get paid and a ton of other things. If you want to check out Buzzsprout, because it is this week's gear fix, go to dyna.link forward slash gear fix. And you can get a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up using that link. So make sure you check out Buzzsprout if you're looking to get your podcast done. It's a lot of options out there. We recommend Buzzsprout just because I think it is dopeness personified, if you will. So make sure you check that out. Dr. The Rizak, YouTube podcast is a huge, huge thing nowadays. And more and more, I'm seeing podcasts pop up on YouTube. I'm seeing podcasts, just regular podcasts, honestly, pop up, but more so for real, for real on YouTube. And I'm I'm really excited about this because I personally like watching podcasts on YouTube and the ability to, you know, obviously with the YouTube premium, you can um, on the well, I'm sure you can do this on probably Android or whatever. But my experience with iPhone with YouTube premium, if you close your screen or lock it or whatever, you can still keep the audio going. Well, YouTube has now even made uh, concessions with that to give you audio controls when you decide to go that route. But YouTube announced that podcasts are becoming a thing. They made this announcement um, about last quarter, 2021, and it's now so more so becoming a thing. And they have their own podcast called The Upload, The Rise of the Creator Economy. And it's the first podcast from YouTube. And they're making some waves, I think, with this. But I'm really, really curious. What are your thoughts? Let's say first on YouTube's own podcast, the fact that they went ahead and made that move. It's the sign of the times, right? Like it used, and I say this all the time because you got to remember now, YouTube's a global co- company. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, culturally in the U.S., we are extremely binary when it comes to things. And I keep telling people, y'all got to stop that nonsense. Not everything is binary, right? And what I mean by that, uh, Sony, uh, you know, versus Canon or Xbox versus PlayStation or Mac versus PC or, right. you know, Raiders versus the Patriots Raiders. Um, <laughs> it's just we're extremely binary about stuff. So what happens is everyone thinks that because YouTube is a video platform, they can't possibly be willing to get in the podcast. But for, okay, I've been multiple times, uh, I, I fill in on Twitch. Right. Mm-hmm. Twit is one of the oldest video podcasts in the game. Twit has been putting their quote unquote video podcast 
on YouTube since round about 2007. And for those that don't know real quick, that is the podcast this week in tech. Is it actually this a big deal? If you, it's if actually you Google a network it. of about yeah. 28 podcasts. Yeah. Google it. If you don't know what that yeah. is, you've never seen or heard of it. Google it. Yeah. And then there's Twig this week in Google, just in case you're about that life. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm particularly on two shows. Twit itself, This Week in Tech, and Mac Break Weekly, right? I'm an oftentimes guest on there, thanks to Leo Laporte. Um, Leo comes from way back in the day, like the modern rendition of what was 321 Contact. And then eventually he was on Tech TV when they had ZDTV and Tech TV back in the day. When that fizzled out, he wanted something to do. And this idea of doing videos that you could connect to an RSS feed that would land in people's iPods when iPods had a little screen. He started doing Mac Break Weekly as a video podcast for the first color iPod with the decent little screen. Yep. And that was around 2.7. Yep. Like, you know what I'm saying? So um, YouTube knows that many people have been putting their podcast on YouTube, right? Talib Kweli, the People's Party, mm-hmm. um, you know, back the day Don Imus used to be up in there, like, yeah. you know, Howard Stern used to be back on there. There's a lot of yep. people doing video podcasts on YouTube, but YouTube was just a video thing. It wasn't sweating it, right? I believe after uh, Rogan and a couple other podcasts got picked up by other places, Trevor Noah, whatever, mm-hmm. even TYT, TYT becoming their own network from initially a video podcast on YouTube. And now they're on televisions and stuff like that. Um, I think YouTube was like, okay, we got to stop tripping. Yeah. <laughs> it's, time to, it's time to do something. So they start out by creating a podcast, get everybody talking. They could tell immediately numbers, right? The science mm-hmm. is going to be there. Yep. And then there will be YouTube podcast platform in the extreme near future. I think when you saw Apple podcasts at the, uh, I want to say it's like, it feels like it was still summer, not quite fall yet. in that last quarter of the year, like you saw Apple podcasts, made the announcement and this is coming after and on the tail end of Spotify buying anchor, which nobody paid attention to anchor.fm at all. Like that, like that for real. At first it came out. I loved anchor when it dropped. I thought it was, I still think it's amazing. And it just allowed you to be on your phone. Kind of like the essence of what clubhouse was or, or is when just like the low barrier to entry audio wise, the fact that you could be on your phone, communicate back and forth. So much of, of content is a one-way lane, but to audibly have your community's voice and be added to add that into the show, even after you do your regular bit, um, you got ways to see reactions. Other Like two-lane communication and engagement was huge. So that fills it out for a little bit. And then they came back, was like, hey, you can do podcasts now through anchor.fm. Fantastic. A lot of us went ahead and converted whatever audio type programs we were already doing to have an ours. It costs nothing. It costs nothing distributed everywhere. Then Spotify buys that or fast forward rather Spotify buys anchor. Great. Analytics are going to be better on and on. So on and so forth. But I don't know where it felt like we had Apple podcasts, go ahead and update everything and start talking about creating income and generating income through your podcast, through Apple podcasts, 
Then you saw stuff happening with Google Podcasts. And now it came, this was May of 2020. So yep. like we're kind of getting knee deep into the pandemic. And we see <laughs> Spotify kick up the dust with the Joe Rogan deal for a hundred mil. Hundred million dollars for his podcast that he's been doing was like 10, 11 years or something. It's been a like a ridiculously long time. A hundred million dollars for his show alone. I said on my Instagram stories that day when the articles came out, and all he did was come on his YouTube and was like, We're moving to Spotify. Um, all the other details came after the fact and through like the Wall Street Journal and on and on. What, okay, I want to stay there. I want to stay there because Joe Rogan yeah. is a big deal and he does have, but he had to start his show like anybody else. What are your thoughts on, first of all, the acquisition of that specifically going to Spotify? Well, well Spotify was smart, right? They knew what they were doing. Okay, first, let's cover some stuff. A lot of people was like, oh, what did Joe, Joe Rogan podcast just blew up, you know, overnight. Uh, Christmas Eve 2009, the first ever JRE. Okay, back 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 up now, right? Because you just told them. I don't think people fully be listening to you, Ms. D. So I just <laughs> want to make sure they understand, right? Right. From Christmas Eve 2009 until now. So well over a decade, okay? He's at 1,770-ish shows or whatever, mm -hmm. if you count in, like, almost every day other than when he's on, you know, on tour or whatever. Right. So the dude has some skin in the game. He had a large audience. The large audience was on YouTube and, you know, Spotify knew that if they brought him, they could bring bodies. They could milkshake the yard for people to be on Spotify right. because Apple started its directory in 2005, right? October 2005. Um, actually, take it back. I iTunes uh iTunes 4.9 so June 2005 Apple started podcast I was doing podcasts prior to that you had to use an app called Lee and P Potter that you used to like build your RSS feed you had to hand code the XML like yo it was some special stuff back then right and then everybody after Apple did what they did everybody started assuming that you needed an iPod in order to listen to podcast. And yes. that's how the iPod exploded. So Spotify basically rolled back into history and they go, hmm, the reason why everybody thinks that iPods belong on Apple Podcasts is because Apple put it in. They did the one thing they knew a lot of eyeballs was watching and people you have an ambient awareness of podcasts. You didn't really, really know, no, until right. like cereal popped off, right? 2014. So they did exactly the same thing. They picked up Joe Rogan. They put him on Spotify. So not everybody knows Spotify has a podcast player. Podcast people knew. Yep. Heavy listeners knew, but this my mom's filter. My mom's didn't know, right? And then when she figured it out, because Spotify 
Bro, Joe, was my mom follow Joe Rogan? No, but it was a big enough person that she's seen on TV before, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, we, in the tech world, we call that, you know, your mom's filter. Mm. It's, it's, the, it's the whole marketing concept of by the time the world hears about something, it's already too late. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's late. So, for example, you had creators making money, getting brand deals, whether that was on Vine, whether that was on YouTube, whether that was on Snapchat, way before bigger brands started to really take a serious look at YouTube as a whole. So by the time the businesses, companies, and they're still trying to wake up to it, which is not too late, but at the same time, you're still later in the game. So yeah, by the time the world find about it, find out about it, and it's like the masses know, you kind of late. You kind of, you know, you, you coming on after everybody else. I think, I think so much of the whole Joe Rogan deal, I think that made a lot of people more consciously aware of, of podcasts for real. I remember I found out about them. It probably was 2009, 2011. And I remember looking up personal development content and I wanted to find a bunch of stuff on books and certain authors. And I remember finding like the, the Nightingale Conant podcast and I could not believe that this content was free. I just knew like somebody Bruh. accidentally leaked something and you they know the one that everybody slipped on? What everybody slipped on, which was so, so good, and it's kind of sad that it fizzled out, was iTunes U. I used to listen to Harvard lectures for free yeah. on my iPod. Yeah. Like iTunes University was legit, and so many people slept on it. I mean, it's crazy. It, it's because the amount of work that it would take to make a video was already a lot. The amount of work yep. that it would take for you to do a show like this, have somebody call in, um, have your music, have all these different, like you had a full desk of gear and you had to manually do the mix minus that you had to understand like your RSS feed, the HTML, HTML, you needed to know, like if you wanted to embed that into it, like it would look ugly and grimy, but audio still comparative to video was easier than that. And so by the time that's why I'm like, that's why I'm like, it can, this can't be for free. Like there is no way that y'all just drop in stuff like this everywhere. And I, then I found all these other shows that was like in the business and marketing space. And I'm, I'm wondering like, mm, oh, this something ain't right. Like, let me download this stuff before it go away. <laughs> They're like, I know this is going <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, this stuff going to go away. Ain't no way. Is that what's that audio so clip say, bro? Ain't no way. <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of funny. There is so much good stuff out there. And we've just cracked the nut. I I think people, too, misunderestimate. Okay, first of all, $100 million for Rogan sounds like a lot of money. Right. Right? Yeah, true. Do you happen to know Spotify's market cap right now? Like how much money they're worth? Mm-mm. Thirty six point two eight billion. It's a good deal, like but a, it's not. It's not. It's not breaking the bank. Yeah. So a hundred million was like lunch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But again, when we say these numbers, though, right? People 
people don't really understand how much a billion dollars really is. It's a number you hear. Millions sound like a lot. You can wrap your head around millions. There's only a couple of them zeros. You kind of think you got it. Mm-hmm. Billion is a lot more. And I don't think mm-hmm. people can really calculate that. I just saw a really dope video somebody did on YouTube trying to explain what a billion dollars is. Like, it's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a document that you can download that's one and a billion zeros. And you can open this text file and just try to scroll into the bottom. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, oh, right? So, like, it, there's ways for you to get a better understanding. Everyone's like, well, you know, YouTube, you know, Spotify is going to hand them their lunch. Look, YouTube's market cap. Okay. Okay. I just said almost 37. Let's just give Spotify 37 because they made some more money today. YouTube's market cap is 332.8 billion. YouTube, not Alphabet, not the whole of Google, Mm -hmm. just the YouTube toenail of Alphabet. Right. They and can you know, buy Spotify tomorrow and be like, go away, little kid. And then that dude, um, um, oh my God, I'm going to miss his name right now. Anyway, it's a super simple name. Anyway, he's going to be like, nah, I'm not selling. And they be like, all right, so you worth 36, we'll give you 70. He'll be like, bye. <laughs> bye, Felicia. He'll be out of his mind. And and 70 billion in their, you know, dang near 350 is a joke. It's a dead solid joke. So, you know, is what it is. But that speaks to the point of it was a video that uh, Hank Green is. I think that's his name or something. I was about to say Henry. I think it's Hank Green. But he did. (laughs) So Hank Green, he's become more popular, I guess, on TikTok. But he has a YouTube channel. He's made a lot of content. But and I'm, I'm going to link this also in the show notes as well. But he did a video talking about how much people see the numbers, like the views and stuff, how bad the financial situation is at TikTok for creators oh, versus yeah. TikTok YouTube. sucks is the name of the video. Yeah. Right. And it's because of that, like that conversation, he goes into the data and he goes into details. Um, you're not going to see a bunch of B-roll or whatever. So like if you got podcast like time, it's worth the listen twice. So he talks oh, yeah. about like because you, you of how much to it a couple of times because it's so deep. Yeah. It's, but how much YouTube makes and because YouTube has the bandwidth, they can afford to pay creators. And it's because of that. Like I see the hundred million dollars for the Joe Rogan deal, but I also see how much money YouTube is able to dish out to creators and it continues to grow. Whereas like on TikTok. For example, it could be this container of water that I'm holding up for those that are you listening and may not watch this on the podcast uh, channel. You can see it's just a container of water, but there's only so much water left in here. Okay, at some point, I'm going to fill this up. And then if I keep going, it'll just spill over. That's the TikTok container. And no matter how many creators go in that container to try to get a piece, obviously, the more that come in, the less that gets distributed out. With YouTube income and what becomes possible as a creator on the platform of YouTube, you're looking to have us go drink from the ocean if it was able to be enough for us to drink from. And there's multiple ocean landscapes that we can consume from. So 
that's the difference. And it continues to expand being the YouTube income source and what the pot for creators. And so he makes this distinction between these two, which I find extremely fascinating, especially because it's an article that came out the week that we're recording this, that Joe Rogan made some remarks or some stuff dealing with, you know, stick, he, he, he says, he says the, the Fauci ouchy, as they call it. Um, <laughs> he made some comments that people are in an uproar about, which if you want to know more about it, Google it. But it it was a, a headline. I want to say it was around like Wall Street Journal-ish or something like that. But the, basically the headline was people are saying what Spotify ought to do because of Joe Rogan. And what's interesting is Spotify needs Joe Rogan more than Joe Rogan needs Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people understand that because they paid him so much money and, and whatever. But, um, you know, from a person that when that first came up, like I, I just really thought what he was doing was dope or whatever. And, you know, it man's allowed to his opinions to be fair. And no one's going to want to hear this because everyone's pissed off about what he said. Um, Joe has always worked on the line of controversy Mm -hmm. And regardless of his feelings, left or right, he's always put people on both sides of the argument, right? Right, right. right. And a lot of people say, well, you know, the people who are just straight a-holes, they don't deserve a voice. Don't give them the the say-so. He's always bought on both sides, right? So that's been his show. So if you watch his show, you know that, like, he's brought, he brought on the flat earth people. And then right after that, he'll bring on Neil deGrasse Tyson to be like, um, bad word, please. <laughs> you know, like, come on now. So, yeah, whatever. Joe, because- Joe does. He knows what he's doing. Let's just put it this way. And while everybody's mm-hmm. mad, all you're going to do now, if you're unfamiliar with the Rogan experience, mm-hmm. is go listen to an episode. So you can be like, yeah, I'm pissed off because I hate that dude. I hate what he said. But you listen to Spotify and you listen to all the commercials. And so you did exactly what they do. Yeah. And and the yeah. thing with, to his point, was that he wanted to have conversations with people. That's the whole point. Of, he wanted to have conversations with people. And the fact that you're in disagreement about whatever happens on that show has nothing to do with his overall end result goal for why he has that show. So the, the show is doing its job. Him aside, the show is doing its job. So teach his own yeah. for that boat. But when it comes specifically to his deal with, with with Spotify and just I thought that was a major move because you saw a major player contract with a major player or a major creator in this sense for the podcast that he does contract with a major player. Then you saw that MKBHD did a deal with Vox. And this is recent. So this came, this was and in that's August. That's why YouTube woke up. <laughs> Let's just tell you this and, right now. Exactly. I can tell you that. I tell you this. Okay. Let's, let's get into some brass tacks. 2021, YouTube did 28.8 billion in ad revenue. Okay. They pay their creators 55% of their ad revenue. So they paid creators. $15 billion in 2021. Right. I know my, my, uh, I got my, my, um, what is it? 24 holdings 
uh, W2 sitting right here. It came in the mail mm. yesterday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I didn't even realize I made that much. Humble break. Um, <laughs> uh, but that being said, when you try to look at Spotify, again, let's just talk press tax, right? Mm-hmm. $15 billion is just under half of what Spotify is worth total. Not what they earned last year is what they worth, period. Sorry, Daniel Eck. I finally remembered his name. Um, so, yeah, in order to calm the noise, right, when you get a mosquito, you got a couple options. Just let them sit there and bite and then, you know, absorb his blood, whatever, and then your arm be itchy. Or you take your index finger and put it behind your thumb, give it a little pressure, and you go, Get out of here. So YouTube cannot ignore Spotify any longer. They And you remember before Spotify did this, they didn't do this blindly. Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they gave them that yeah. kind of money. Spotify watched six little small upstarts come up mm-hmm. with, you know, L- Luminar. And uh, there's like so many. I can't remember the name of these other ones. But Luminar comes to mind because of Trevor Noah. And uh, mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle. So they're like, oh, these guys are going to start their own things. So before everybody get out of hand, we're going to come in here swinging back. So they go, here you go, 100 milli. And everybody was like, oh, now I'm throwing my podcast on Anchor and Spotify, hoping I can get that 100 milli. They just hung out a little sock, mm-hmm. right? Like, come get this. And then YouTube has no choice at this point. They can't, they let it go for a year to see if it exploded. It didn't explode. They're a bigger companies, so they have to take the longer play. So, yeah, again, they pay creators half of Spotify's entire net worth. They could just buy Spotify and tell them to shut up, or they can invest half of that. Let's just call it seven and a half billion and blow up the YouTube, you know, platform commercials. Oh, where are they going to run ads for all the podcasts? Well, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Well, you know what I'm saying? As old like, children's mother would say, wow. I mean, because I mean, so the other the other interesting thing is that you saw creators take a stance for themselves just to position themselves to make direct income in the sense of like instead of waiting for a brand deal, take direct income on their own thing. And you saw uh, what is his name? Um, Oh, gosh, ball headed rap guy uh, had it on the tip of my tongue. Me? No. <laughs> no. I thought he was going to talk about Earl. He, I was like, he passed away. Rest in peace, demon. Oh, sorry. No. Gosh, he's a uh, Joe Budden podcast went behind Patreon's paywall. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and and this happened around this felt like the same neighborhood as the same yeah. Joe. Yeah, if Joe uh, Joe Budden decided to put his his podcast, which you can obviously still get the audio, but he decided to build up some more creator income specifically from the podcast, but put that behind the paywall and along with other stuff. So obviously there will there'll be things like unreleased portions of the podcast or or dedicated Patreon only you know podcast, and it's probably a whole other thing, a list of things of what he offers for that in addition to so they had some of his partners of that show they broke up and it was over money well guess who gets the piece of the pie of the the information first 
or at least his point of view first, the Patreon members. So wherever he was hosting his stuff at before or however he was doing it, putting it behind a paywall and it's been several other creators, um, not just mainstream people that did that. Also, it makes sense. I'd love the content that Kev on stage produces in his Kev on stage studios, even in like this Kev on stage studios app. They do the same thing. They have their Patreon account podcast episodes, no matter what shows that he's doing are dedicated behind there. And obviously now he has his own application uh, for your phone and stuff. But even with that, like, so a lot of money is moving and being shifted in like the, the space already long before YouTube stepped up. But I find it very interesting. Like you said, the ads that are going to roll the interest. Cause obviously, so for those that are maybe not familiar, just a quick high level overview for the way some of the ad distribution works. The reason why you hear creators talk about being monetized or demonetized or whatever, you're looking at advertiser friendliness. It is because of that word being a thing and YouTube being an ad based platform of how they make some of their money. You have, if I'm making a video around, because we talked about it for the, uh, this week's gear fix Buzzsprout. If Buzzsprout sees me doing a series of content on how to make a video podcast and we're going to leverage Buzzsprout for the audio version, which may become a series. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. <laughs> but if, if I'm doing that, it behooves Buzzsprout to come and run some ads on the channel. If I'm doing creator friendly, advertiser friendly content, it's, you know, more or less good for them to be in front of that or in the midst of it with the pre-roll ads and, and mid-roll ads. And you'll have players like Anchor, you'll have other competitive players like a Spotify, like a Patreon running on those videos because they know this is already a targeted and segmented audience. This creator has done the work up front to draw the traction and attention to it. We just need to come and step in front real quick. Let them know what's available. So when you look at a platform like a Spotify and video podcasts and podcasts on YouTube becoming a thing, it makes tremendous amount of sense for them to run ads on advertiser friendly videos, or even those that may not be simply because they know this conversation right now is on the tip of everybody's tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. So here's, here's one thing that I would like to stress to folks, the Joe deals, let's just call them the Joe reels since mm-hmm. Budden got one and Rogan got one. Although Rogan's was a hundred million and buttons was 10. <laughs> Um, the Joe oh, deals well, are well, rare. He also got, um, no, he got some quick, more bonuses. He it's also got, but he also yeah. got shares, I think with the company as well. Yeah. So yeah, that's you know, smart. Right. Yeah. No, he, he, he wrote his deal correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wanted to let people know those deals are a rarity. And so, but what that does. So the reason why these guys, the reason why these companies do these deals is one, they're going to get subscribers to the platform. They're going to get their platform paying attention. It's no different than running any other ads. Spotify could have spent a hundred million dollars on three Super Bowl ads, or they could bring on the Joe Rogan podcast, put out a podcast every day, except Saturday and Sunday for the rest of the year. So it was a longer play. It was a better play, better money saved. They could have easily spent that money just on Super Bowl ads and have done so in the past. So let's not get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Okay. That being said, where people get confused is somebody was like, oh, well, I'm going to go in there and jump in this podcast game because I can make the money like they make it. Or people say, I shouldn't jump in the game because I'm never going to get a deal like that. So what I want you to do is find your spot in the middle of that. 
<laughs> because yes, it can be lucrative, but podcast is a long play. Yeah. Right. For sure. So you got to adjust your expectations from the gate. I think we had this conversation in Albany in the telly where mm. we was, when somebody stole my uh, jalapeno Cheetos. We were having this exact conversation because Budden had just inked that deal. Yeah. <laughs> now, now that I think about it, I just had a deja vu moment. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, you said I could have the jalapeno Cheetos. I don't even want them no more. And I quote, I don't even want them no more. uh, By the way, not sponsored, but uh, Frito, if you ain't got nothing to do, though, you can sponsor me because this is my favorite. Heck with that. I'm pulling, I'm pulling a, a, a a deal here. It's like, if we mention you hundred bucks, Okay. There you go. We mention you hundred bucks. Okay. I I saw uncle Ray do this. Ray Edwards. If he meant you hundred bucks, you can send the check. So I think one person actually did, but I'm just saying I figured that one check would be all right hey, with me. Hundred bucks. It'd be all right with me. Hundred bucks. Cheetos, ten bags. Hundred bucks. Call it to me it's and to Hundred percent. Orange fingers and everything. But I, I, no. So the, the 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 point being though, I believe that if you if you smart, mm-hmm. the gray line is right there because mm-hmm. one thing. The benefit from the two, three, four big deals that just happened all across the board, Marquez, all of them, right, is even people who've been sort of curmudgeoning about podcasts. Like I have been absorbing podcasts since 04, mm-hmm. not new to me, but other Kim folks is new to them, right? So if you've been like, I, you know, I one or two cast them on a little list, like I got like 50 podcasts in my joint. I do a lot of 2X listening. Yeah. Um, New people are coming to podcasts. I got friends hitting me up like, yo, man, like what's a good podcast to listen to? I know you be knowing. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I never thought this clown would be listening to podcasts. So when you're one little friend that you, you know, the one that you might have thought wasn't stopping this elevator on all the floors starts mm-hmm. asking you about, did you hear so-and-so on this podcast? Then, you know, it's, 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 it's public now. Not yep. public, not the right word, but I mean, it's on Moss. Like everybody is there. If you love this conversation, you will love joining our Video Simplified community. Go to videosimplified.live to join. Our monthly membership program includes our micro trainings as well as our courses. Everything's baked into this monthly membership. In addition to if you want to go through and share your title, share your thumbnails, get feedback on some of your content creative ideas, and even have polls, questions, join us for our biweekly live streams. In addition to courses and things that we will have in this specific community, go to videosimplified.live to join.